This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Success Street, the podcast that brings you the information you need to safeguard and optimize your payment acceptance process. This has never been more important as cyber breaches are on the rise along with the need for touch-free and online credit card processing. Join your host, nationally recognized credit card acceptance and e-commerce expert, Jennifer D'Angelo, as she explores the latest trends in essential business operating solutions through conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. She will provide the business resources you require to expertly manage change. Now, here's your host, Jennifer D'Angelo. Good day, fellow successstreet.net listeners. I am excited that you're on my show today with my colleague of um, a wonderful international networking group, eWomen Network, uh, with me today. And um, she also has been somebody that has been a referral partner and um, just, a, just a great lady um, and part of the Platinum Club, Deborah. Daniel is here with me today, and she has her own podcast show called Money Without Limits. She has a business called Charter Accounting. She is a CPA, and she brings 27 years of experience as founder of her business as CEO. It's an accounting and tax service business, um, and is based in Atlanta, Georgia, with clients all over the country. Deborah brings a unique blend of financial expertise, real world authenticity, practicality, and help with her clients to really understand and master the whole money equation. Her goal is to help her clients make more money, keep more money, and grow more money. Deborah is a national speaker, author of 100 Innovative Ways to make more profit, and soon to be released, Women's Wealth Secrets, the host of the podcast show, as I mentioned, and she is on eWomen Podcast Network as well. So welcome, Deborah. I'm so happy that you're on my show today. I'm glad it's to be pleasure. here. I know this is going to, we're going to throw some nuggets out there for people, I'm sure, because we've already, we know each other and we know our stuff. So we're going to have some good conversation. Exactly, exactly. And I think that with the two of us having come up with this dynamo topic, leverage influence to double your income. Thank you, Deborah, for pulling that together. And um, yeah, we we were talking about the concept when we were, when we last had our pre podcast call a few weeks ago. And we realized that the key concept here, if I'm not, um, well, if I'm incorrect, and we can elaborate it more, is that 10% of something is better than zero of nothing. But before we get into that and talking about some other things, I want to hear more about your story, naturally, um, and why we're going to, you know, why podcasters want to listen up. 
Right. Well, a little bit about me. I mean, I am almost a three decade entrepreneur. I kind of call myself a serial entrepreneur because even though I've owned the accounting business for this whole time, I, with partners and myself, have owned probably about 10 different businesses. Always the accounting business being, you know, the constant, but everything has been money, money related, realist, we're into real estate and things like that. But the thing is, so many people out there are talking about money or talking mm -hmm. about business, mm -hmm. but have they really done what they're saying? I mean, not only, I think the business that I'm in, in accounting, CPA, my main gig, is you're so involved with people's, other people's money and numbers. So not only have I grown my business from basically nothing where I bought four or five small practices in the first couple of years and scaled that into a seven figure business, I've helped hundreds of clients over the years. And really when, to, to know their numbers, to get in on their numbers is kind of like, like the doctor gets the lab tests and the blood work and things like that. So you really get an insider view of what makes money work. And the reality is it's the money part of it. It really is. I mean, it, I mean, life isn't about money, but business definitely is. And if you're not minding the money in your business, be it, you know, finding more revenue ways, finding innovative ways to make more revenue or finding how to close the leaks, like maybe not spending too much on for your processing or other fees and stuff that you have, you're mm -hmm. not going to have a business. I mean, right. And so it's fun to, you know, talk about, oh, I have all these followers on Facebook or I have this great new LinkedIn strategy. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that's fluff. That's the that's that's the the jewelry of your business. But you got to put the clothes on of your business first. And that's and that's the numbers and the business side of it. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. I, I talked to a lot of business owners and um, around money matters and we have to look at the bottom line and everything we do should really um, be about how to grow that bottom line while we serve others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love the motto we have as fellow um, networkers, part of our group. And as Sandra says, um, lifting others as we rise. And that's exactly what we want to do here, Deborah, as we want to bring on, uh, I think we want to bring on, um, I don't want to always speak for you, of course, <laughs> but um, that um in order for us to grow and build that bottom, build the, the structure for um, growing the bottom line, as you say, is we, I, I like to look at it as um, different revenue or different channels of business. And uh, we do, right? And we do this by, um, you know, word of mouth marketing is one of the biggest ones, but really building partnerships with like-minded um B2B, as they call it, business-to-business -business, um, referral partners. And they don't always have to be in the financial sector like you and I. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I, right before this, this interview, I was speaking at another event and we were, I was talking about the ways to increase profit. And there's four really ways to increase your revenue. You can raise your prices, which of course can be problematic because if somebody bought into you at $100 and you say it's mm -hmm. now $150, you're going to have some drop off, right? You right. can sell more to your current clients. So something that is, you know, either in, you know, like in my business, I started out just doing accounting and taxes and then we started doing payroll and then we started doing QuickBooks consulting. Then we do financial planning and then we do financial coaching and now we're doing business coaching. So instead of somebody buying one thing, so it's like it's the concept of that McDonald's really personified and do you want fries with that burger? Um, so you could sell more or you can sell more frequently to clients. And then I think you need to take your profits and invest them. But one thing that's really important about that is the more doesn't always have to be you. 
You see what I'm saying? So right. say my clients need a complimentary service, but I'm not in that service. But that doesn't mean that I can't partner with someone that is. And then all of a sudden I'm getting a little bit of that revenue, but it's already, it's the fries that go with my burger. It's the cherry pie that goes with my, or apple pie, I guess they had, that goes with the burger. But I'm not going to, I don't have to fulfill all those things, That's but right. it's still, you're, you're leveraging that client relationship because I mean, the reality is people buy from who they know, like, and trust. So and they are okay with you making some money on on being a solution provider for them. I mean, right. the reality is business is super simple. You solve problems for people. And if you solve a problem, they're okay with you getting paid, even if it's a referral arrangement. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do expense reduction work all day long. I build new systems. And I reward my referral partners accordingly. Because um, as you say, something of something is better than nothing. Really right, nothing. right. Well, and and I think that, that what I was telling, it's better to have 1% of 100 revenue streams than 100% of that you're not selling at all, right? I mean, right. I mean, like, I'm going to just, it, it could be this, I think where people make a mistake is they try to, if they can't do it themselves, they either try to figure out a way to do it themselves so that they either can't do it and then they don't fulfill it and they don't get any of the revenue or they want to keep too much of the lion's share. They're not willing to pay their referral partners something because, I mean, th think about it. If you've got great referral partners, that shortens your sales cycle so much. I mean, right. if you've got people out there bird dogging, you know, potential prospects for you, I'm willing to pay that. I mean, the way I built my business, I bought five practices in the first five years. I mean, that's an expensive way to grow your business. You know, I'd much yes. rather have paid a little percentage to somebody to be out there finding sales for me. Yes. Although it turned out good. I mean, I mean, it was great, but I mean, that's, a, you have to have capital for that. If you're trying right. to expand your business and you don't have a big SBA loan or, you know, a big retirement account that you can raid to buy it, why not? you know, get uh, affiliate arrangements, referral arrangements. Yeah. And that's how I've grown my business. And now I've been doing essential business solutions, such as payroll merchant services, some lending, um, gift loyalty, uh, you know, website building and all of that for the last 14 years. And I've been an entrepreneur and nursing home and everything. And I, you and I have worn a lot, some good hats by this time. And I think that we really bring value. And that's why people want to partner with us. So when I go into it, I don't always talk about their revenue benefits, that, that revenue share or that profitability for them. But I say, hey, we're looking to bring value added partnerships, right, to our network partnership basis so that we can offer more to our clients. It's a simple equation. And, and it, it, you know, with my knowing that you, Deb, Deborah, has your CPA, you've been an entrepreneur and a, um, you're, you're a CA, CEO, rather, and all of that now, you bring so much to offer my clients. It's so easy for me to refer you. And this is the way we're building to grow and benefit our, our bottom line, would you say? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I think there's so many ways to collaborate and partner with people. Yeah, I mean, I think you ha- it has to make sense, right? I mean, right. obviously, someone that is, you know, I'm not going to sell coffee for someone that doesn't make sense. I mean, even though I think I am <laughs> yeah. a very much a co- coffee connoisseur. But I mean, I don't think that my clients are like, Deborah, what coffee are you drinking? Should we buy? <laughs> but I do think and to, to our topic, where we're talking about using your influence to leverage people. Literally, if I were to send out to my people an, an email about a coffee that I like, I mean, I'm not like a YouTube sensation, but to those people, I kind of am. And they listen to what I say. So that's really what you want to leverage is your influence. You have people that listen to you. And it doesn't have, you don't have to be a 30-year entrepreneur with, you know, a ton of clients. You're an influencer to some group, no matter who you are, right? Right. Yeah. So there's this sociological term that I picked up way back in high school. It's, uh, you know, the reference group. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the, or the re, re, referral person, the person or the alpha person in the crowd that you go, oh, I really want to peek up to listen to what she's recommending coffee, bird dogging or, you know, bottom line, <laughs> whatever it is, right. you know, um, the apple pie is my my forte. Um, but in any case, whatever that is, I think that we hone into who is that leader in the group. And this is what we do because they bring value to our business and our clients. And this is why. And we know at the same time, by doing so, we're going to um, build our business, too. And so this is something you and I have started and we're going to be continuing to grow. And I I was wondering what you thought could be uh, the next step in this process for us. And to, I know I've told you that I brought, um, you said, you know, there's other accountants um, that we could invite. Um, Exactly. I mean, because the thing is, the reality is, I mean, accountants have a lot of influence with their clients just because, I mean, they are seeing a lot of their things. And there's been studies that they are the most trusted advisor. So, I mean, I actually have a whole program where I help clients, help accountants figure out the revenue streams. Because I mean, in case you haven't figured this out from the call or from whatever, I'm a little more interpersonal than a lot of the accountants out there. So they're not quite thinking outside the box. I mean, because uh, I mean, I would even say, even when I added financial services to my practice, a lot of other accountants that I met were kind of really standoffish about that. They're like, oh, I can't get out of my lane. I'm like, but these clients are depending on you. I mean, if you're not providing more than just, you know, compliance services and filling out some forms for people, somebody else is going to. I I don't even consider it as much for a revenue generating as add on. It's it's client, I mean, it's, it's practice preservation to be providing more solutions to your clients to find the things that they need. Yes. You know, that is key. That's right. And uh, one person may do forensic accounting and I don't know if you do that or not. I mean, there's different uh, specializations within well, a field. I think that you bring an important point on that. I, I don't do that particular thing, but I think a lot of professionals are very hesitant to collaborate with each other because they feel like, you know, there's some kind of competition. I personally don't feel competition with any other person on my base business. One, mm-hmm. I if I just were to say my market was Atlanta, which it's not, I have clients, I mean, basically, even before COVID, I had clients all around, but now the borders are 100% erased. You, I mean, people are not even thinking twice about dealing with people all over the country now. They don't have to be next to you. But the reality is I can't do 
all however many million there are people in the United States, I can't do that on my base business. So I never worry about collaborating with other people in my industry. I mean, the reality is sometimes I want to have someone that there's a client that doesn't fit for me that I can pass on to someone else. You want to have your competitors where you can you have them as a referral source. You know, I mean, I don't like to do IRS work. I mean, when there are collection issues, that's totally different from doing the tax return. I of course can do it, but I personally don't like doing that kind of work. So I found another accountant that I can refer that to. Now, I mean, this accountant doesn't, we have not worked out an arrangement where when I send them referrals, you know, that, that, that there's any monetary amount in it for me, but that could be, I mean, that's actually something that we should be doing. I mean, when you're sending business to other people, there should be a quid pro quo. I mean, and people are perfectly fine with that. Just like with your service, all of my business clients need merchant services. They need to be able to do those kind of things. They need payroll services, you know? And so when it doesn't make sense not to be part of, not to be part of a referral group. I mean, and this is taking the whole idea of networking and BNI and those kind of things and actually monetizing it. I mean, mm-hmm. and the reality is people are motivated by money. I mean, you know, there's not a direct correlation. You don't walk into a networking group and, and, and walk out with a check. I will tell you, some people expect that, but there, that's a, that's a slower harvesting of the seed. And I'm all about it. And I love that. But the real, I mean, people are motivated by money when they've got skin in the game, they're going to refer it more. Right. So and- this is what I do is I give back. Um, I pay a percentage uh, so many cents on a transaction, whatever, um, to my referral partners. Mm-hmm. And my companies issue the 1090, the company issue the 1099. So in your case, it would be along those lines. Perhaps. Right. I mean, but it's as simple as you know, streamlined. Exactly. It's the same thing as if, if you have items on your website and you're approved by Amazon, say, say I want to refer, you know, I want to have on my website, some of the books that I recommend that people should read that aren't my books. Of course they need to get my books too, but I mean, there are other business um, success books out there that people should read. You can actually, I mean, it's the same thing when I have it on my website and they click through and go to Amazon and buy that book, I get a couple pennies. I mean, and they, you know, what is the, what is really the difference? If you're helping clients, yes. if you're providing a resource, I think you, you should formalize those relationships. Yes. So for today's um, special podcast with you, uh, Deborah, what would you offer as a couple of really strong tips, takeaway tips for the listeners today that some action steps perhaps they want to take besides being in touch with us? Um, and I want to give you off also, um, Deborah Daniels website site is charteraccounting.com. Just like the word, the two words, charteraccounting.com. And she, right. And so you can find her on Facebook. You can find her on LinkedIn and go to her website. You can connect with me on successstreet.net. Um, and there's, you know, seven tips to selecting merchant services, but I know you've got some great tips today to give away too. Right, right. Well, just, I mean, there's so many tips. I mean, I have 30 years of stuff I could give you. So let me boil it down to a couple of things. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, owning a business, just if you're, if you're doing it, if you're in the commerce like this, I mean, if you're in, or if you're working in a situation where you have commission based, 
is the absolute best way to build wealth flat out. I mean, if you're just in a salaried wage position, one, I can't help you much on taxes. I mean, because the reality is there's not a lot of things you can do, but this is the best way to build wealth. And you need to leverage, not just your knowledge, but lean in to partners, I think is huge. Leverage is huge. I mean, I mean, I have a whole training I do about good debt versus bad debt, but it's the same thing. It's the concept of leverage and using it wisely. We need to leverage our relationships because I mean, I don't have time to go into the whole thing today, but I think there are levels of wealth and people need to, I mean, they, we focus on the money wealth, you know, um, it's kind of the lowest vibration of wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you have, it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You, you have to get the basics. You have to get your housing and your food and those kind of things before you can move up into self-actualization. But true wealth is really being able to live in your purpose, right? And that's what a lot of women entrepreneurs that we talk to, they want to do. But the reality is you can't do that if you don't have the, the money wealth kind of taken care of. But that second level is relationship wealth, I think. And leaning into that, both from a personal, you know, having better friends and better relationships and meeting awesome women business owners, but also cementing that relationship and leveraging it for financial gain, I think is, is really amazing. And people, I love that, you know, I mean, and then, I mean, just to tie a bow on that, the next level I think is knowledge wealth, which I think people like you and I that know a lot, I mean, we're throwing this information out for people to pick up the nuggets. It's up to them to pick up the nuggets and do something with it. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think attaining that wealth, that knowledge that you can pass on to other people. And then once you've gone through that hierarchy, then we really can live in our purpose. Right. I mean, that's what self-actualization there's business actualization too. Right. And we're trying to bring our business to the best um, level that we really can. And I think, especially given the times that we've had, you know, given, you know, the situation, of COVID, um, you know, in, but the reality is COVID isn't the problem. Most businesses don't have these kind of rev, you know, don't have their revenue streams, you know, locked in. They don't have their businesses built on the foundation that they need to. So when something like this comes along, it's like standing at the edge of the ocean and a wave coming by and knocking the legs out from under you. The current wave is COVID, but I've been in business for a long time, just like you have. I mean, there was 2008, there was 9-11, there was a 2000 tech bubble. Oh yeah. If nothing else, you re- let's use this as an opportunity, this time frame that we're in, this crazy, whatever it is, new normal or whatever, um, to shore up our businesses. And one of the main ways to, I personally don't think you can get wealthy in your business or your personal by just cutting expenses. There are a lot of pundits mm-hmm. out there that want to tell you, you know, don't eat, you know, turn off the lights and eat ramen noodles and, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, don't go to the movies or whatever. I personally don't, there's not, there's only so much wealth you can build by say, by pinching pennies, right? That's it. Real wealth comes from bringing in more out leveraging, you know? Yep. And so you right. only have 2080 work hours in a week. I mean, honestly, most of my entrepreneurial friends work a lot more than that, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. if they want to. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're only depending on dollars for hours, you're never going to really get true wealth. So creating these kind of referral partners, and I mean, and creating some kind of passive income, having some, I mean, every business practically can have some good or service that they can connect with. You know, maybe it's direct sales, maybe it's actually even referral relationships like you're talking about mm-hmm. that bring in revenue that are not related to you having to spend dollars for hours, right? Dollars for hours, right? Yeah. yeah. So I have associations. I had um, business associations, regional of the Northeast, um, in various sectors. Um, it, you know, all different, all different, even from pharmacies, software systems, you know, um, all the way to garden centers, nurseries, greenhouse growers, 
the growers um, and um, healthcare, all sorts of healthcare partnerships, chiropractors. Um, the list goes on and on of the number of partnerships I have, not just associations, not just a one women's networking group, um, but people like us that are, are been around for a while, little um, networking powerhouses. We've, we've also uh, got some non-traditional um, you know, ways of networking too with, for me, it's software. Um, and also we do our own, I do some email marketing, uh, right? So there's all different ways to stay in touch and build partnerships. Um, but they, but the, the key ones refer to me every, practically every week, new business. Right. And I refer back because actually I need a place to, um, to build my value to my clients by referring people like you, Deborah. So with your business expertise, I can refer business to you. And even if there's no monetary exchange, let's just say, I'm leveraging my visibility, my valuability by your serving exactly. my clients. Of course, of course, people want, I mean, it, you know, people do respond to monetary. But I mean, yes. I've been in the networking world for a while. And I feel like and I don't want to get too woo woo on you here. But the <laughs> thing is, it's rarely is it a, a tit for a tat. It's like right. I give you a referral, you give a referral. I yes. do think there's some kind I mean, this is kind of crazy, but I've said this and people kind of resonate with it. There's some kind of cosmic like account that is seeing the deposits that you're making, right? Yes. And so, so you're getting referrals that didn't come directly from the people you referred for, mm -hmm. but the, your act of referring creates the energy that is going to come back to you. Right? right. I mean, there's some kind of, I mean, it's not a, when you don't have a monetary like mm -hmm. connection, like actually an affiliate program where there actually is dollars being transferred, there still is a huge value in referring. So whether yes. you can work it out to a place, I, I think it's always awesome to have that monetary because there is an, an intellectual like, closing of the deal in your mind when there is money being contracted. That's why I don't really, con I, I discourage my clients from barter just because, I mean, like if you have someone that's going to clean your house for $400 and somebody that's going to do your bookkeeping for $400, just exchange the checks. It's still the same difference, but mm -hmm. it, you have to close the contract. You know, yes. you see what I mean, it's an yes. intellectual money contract in your head and right. it, it's energetic. Just like, like I said, it, we don't oh, have to have that affiliate relationship, but right. there is an inner, there's, there's an energetic thing to money when you're referring people that you're going to get something back, but there's yes. especially a, a connection when there is that transfer of, Hey, you referred and you're getting X, you know, actually monetary. Too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I have some um, other tips that I do when my clients refer me, I send them Amazon gift cards or gift cards to their favorite restaurant, which I have done internationally to chiropractors and whatnot on the West Coast um, on a frequent basis. But also I do other things that I, you know, so um, I will find not just their favorite restaurant, but, you know, give them um, like a favorite, like uh, Neiman Marcus or something, Macy's gift card or something mm -hmm. fun like that. Clients appreciate that. Yeah. No, and a random act of kindness. Reward their clients for giving referrals. Right. I, I think they should. Yeah. And I had a great time with one of my friends and she did all this recent photography and she just said, hey, I'll just do it. Um, I said, "You're, yeah, you're just amazing at this. And I thought, and she did such a great job. 
I just threw her a, um, a gift card um, and um, she appreciated that and there was no expectation. But I think if more of us say thank you with something, it's a lot more than, you know, um, than a value sometimes. And it, it's nice to get a reward. And that, that's part of lifting as we grow, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good. I think we've had a huge conversation here. I'd like to have you on again, Deborah. Anytime, anytime. My kids get embarrassed because I'm like, this whole money business thing is like my jam. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it just, I think, especially if you've been a long-term entrepreneur, it's not a career. It really is a lifestyle. I mean, and it is something that doesn't feel like work. It, I mean, that's, that's the true, I think, living your passion is, is to enjoy what you're doing and and feel like you're of value to other people. That's the biggest tip of all, isn't it though? (laughs) Enjoy what you're doing. You are of value. So we want to hear more from you. And again, go to charteraccounting.com and visit Deborah Daniel and you'll learn more about her and uh, tune into her podcast. Um, She's, um, into celebrity science. We'll have to talk about that the next time. It's a little teaser to leave you with. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Anytime. So appreciate your input. (laughs) Super. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of success street. Each week, Success Street brings you the latest trends in essential business operating solutions, including conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Success Street, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the other major podcast sites. You can go to www.successstreet.net to learn more and receive special offers. So until next time, we're pleased to offer you this vital information and hope you join us again on Success Street. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.